Kia ora. Welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. Because you deserve a business that doesn't feel like work, one that gives you energy and the resources to do what matters most to you. Whether it's figuring out where to spend your time, how to maximize your profitability, or streamlining your processes so things get done quickly and efficiently, my guests and I, we've got you covered. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist, and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Welcome to episode eight of Business Your Way. Today, I am chatting with Linda Barutha. Linda is a tech-savvy online marketing specialist with a unique approach to helping online coaches and service providers continue to grow their six-figure business. Linda and I jump into all things Pinterest in this episode. This is a fascinating approach to generating leads probably an approach that not many have thought about and it is not a social media channel is what I learned today. I probably already knew that in the back of my mind but Linda just reaffirmed for me today that Pinterest is not a social media channel. I'm going to leave Linda to tell you all about Pinterest and SEO and the strategy and the long game and all of those good things. Just one thing about our episode before we dive into it. There are about three patches in our episode today where our internet was not great and little aliens decided to join in the conversation. It's nothing major. My fabulous podcast editor has managed to just bring it all in beautifully, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. You will still make sense of the conversation, of the context on the conversation. It won't upset the apple cart too much or be really disruptive to your listening experience. But I just wanted to give you a little heads up. At the end, you're probably going to say to me, oh, that was nothing. That That wasn't even worth mentioning. But I just wanted to come in here very quickly and just give you a heads up. Don't let that distract you from the episode. This is a really great conversation. I hope you get a lot out of today's episode and it makes you think about your SEO strategy and how you could be using Pinterest to put your lead generation on autopilot. All right, let's get into the conversation with Linda. Hey Linda, welcome to Business Your Way, the podcast. So lovely to have you here today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Sandra. I've been really looking forward to our conversation and we'll dive into all things Pinterest in a moment. Uh, But if you could introduce yourself, tell us a bit about who you work with and how you make your moolah. Yeah, so interesting. I have been an entrepreneur in one form or another for probably 20 years, but I'll stick to the past decade, if you will. And about seven years ago, I used to own a brick and mortar shop where I taught mixed media artwork. And this was just a 
side hustle for me, if you will. I still had a full-time job. And, uh, but I opened every evening, the shop every evening and all weekend long and absolutely loved it. I had the shop for three years and then, and during that time, I invented my own product line. I sold it in other people's retail shops, probably about 15 of them. And then my world turned upside down when my husband, uh, his job had us relocating three hours away from where we were living. And so that meant close up shop. That meant leave my full-time job. And blindly, I thought I could pick up right where I left off, but I really couldn't. You know, we moved to an area and I didn't know anybody. And I just was like still trying to, you know, I had all along had a website, but I wasn't really relying on it for sales. So I didn't have the first clue about marketing and online business. So uh, after about a year of attempting, <laughs> if you will, I kind of gave up and just shut it all down. And then uh, a couple years later, I ended up selling the entire product line to another artist because I had been diving deep into learning all things online marketing. And that is a whole nother arena because now I had gone and pivoted from a product-based business to a service-based business. And I was figuring out what I liked and didn't like and how to use the internet for your business, which is a huge learning curve that people don't really realize or even talk much about. So, yeah, so here I am now, fast forward to 2021, and I have chosen to specialize on lead generation, uh, more specifically using the power of Pinterest. There are some myths out there that Pinterest is only used for foodies and bloggers and DIY home decor. And that's just not true. There are a lot of service-based businesses that utilize Pinterest. And the reason being is that it's not a social media platform, even though it is fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun because it's very visual, but it is actually the third largest search engine. And once you are tapping into using the power of a search engine, you are going to see results unlike social media. Mm. So um, that is my number one. So I, right now I offer uh, full concierge services to business owners. They actually organically basically be getting fresh leads on a regular basis, going to their website and checking them out, which in turn improves your Google ranking because you're using the power of SEO for people to find your site. Nice. Pinterest is the third largest search engine, and that means tons of power for you. That means that when people 
find what you put on Pinterest and they click the link over to your website, they are going to be automatically improving your SEO and your Google rankings are going to go up because you're being found organically. Nice. So what are the two search engines ahead of Pinterest? Google and YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> also owned by Google. <laughs> <laughs> and is, who's Pinterest owned by? That, that is not owned by Google. They are independent. Ah. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's really important to, I find, if I'm going to put all that time and effort into gaining leads, I'd rather do it with something that is going to work organically on autopilot for me so that, you know, all of my efforts are really worth something, mm-hmm. right? If I'm just making a post on social media, I, you know, you have no control over who's going to see it, who's going to take time to read it, but you also, you have no way of them automatically getting over to your website, right? And improving SEO and my Google rankings. That's not going to happen because Facebook and Instagram, they want to make sure you stay on their platform. Right. So with Pinterest, does it only reach people who are actually on Pinterest? So do I have to have an account on Pinterest and actually be actively looking through my feed on Pinterest for it to reach my ideal client? Usually, yes. Yeah, Mm. but you'd be amazed. Here's the thing that people don't realize and that they have seen this also with YouTube. People are so accustomed to having a place where they can type in a question and get an answer, okay? So like a lot of people utilize YouTube that way when they want to know how to install something, how to whatever. And then they also, though, are utilizing Pinterest that way because they will get a visual response. It's a search engine and it's very powerful. So they're finding, they start realizing that they're finding useful information on Pinterest. And after a while, because they're on Pinterest so much, they they don't think to hop off of it and switch over to Google, right? Mm. So um, yeah, it's very powerful. Is there a certain person that would go to Pinterest and search Pinterest rather than just going into Google and searching what they want to know? So if they want to know, how do I create a Instagram post? Would they put that into Google or would they go over and put that into Pinterest? It, you know, Pinterest users use Pinterest primarily and um, they're going to search there first. It's interesting though. I remember, um, so when I was product-based, I used Pinterest, of course, and had, you know, tons of boards that would inspire my followers because I was in that industry, right? So I was following a lot of other people. But then what I've realized is that, see, people think that it's only those people, those like hand textile people, right? But actually, 
I did a search for online business coach on Pinterest and you see the ones that are up there and there's a lot and you can tell based on how many followers they have that they are using Pinterest as their lead generation strategy. The ones that I was seeing out there, I don't really see them heavily on social media because they know that their time is better spent over on Pinterest. Isn't that interesting? Like I sew in my part-time, you know, outside of work, I sew and I sew clothing. And so my whole wardrobe is handmade. And so Pinterest was my favorite place to go because I could store all the patterns that I wanted to buy or all the patterns that I had in my pattern collection. I put those into a board Any inspirational garments that I saw, I always put those onto a board. So as a creative in my spare time, I was a heavy user of Pinterest. But I can't say that I thought about it for my business. Right, right. Most people don't. And that's why I love to show people just do a search for online business coach And you will see what all comes up. And then think about all of the branding experts, right? They're all out there. Of course, they should be out there. I used to have a business where I did custom graphic design work. And, you know, I I had boards out there all the time that I would collect branding ideas and stuff like that, that I would share with my clients. I would give them access to my boards. You know, it is a great tool uh, depending upon, you know, the type of um, pretty much almost any type of business. And that's what people don't realize. You know, they're just looking at it like, oh, it's all the food people or the home decor, but that's way more than that. Okay, so if someone isn't using Pinterest and they're like, oh, so that means a whole new audience that I could just go tap into is the Pinterest users. How does someone get started with introducing Pinterest into their business? You know, because it's a search engine, just like when you get your website, okay, And you need to really, if you're going to set up a good one, a good one means it's going to have good SEO and you need it to be optimized for that. And what that means is you got to be using keywords that relate to your business, that relate to what you're sharing. So it's about establishing your whole account uh, and having it optimized And uh, it's it's also the same concept, though, like when you first got a website, you you have to go through and you want to optimize it. You want to make sure that you're defining specifically what it is. So I have a free checklist, if you will, that I would love to share with your audience. It basically gives you the beginning pointers of exactly what you need to do to start establishing that uh, new account. Okay, brilliant. We'll put a link to that free checklist in the show notes. So anyone that's interested in taking advantage of the search engine that is Pinterest, 
they can go get that and then start looking through it. So the the thing is then keywords attached to your pins on Pinterest to ensure that you've got a collection of keywords. Right, right. Every business should have some keywords that they are utilizing in their content that are relevant and make perfect sense for both their business and content they are sharing. So you're going to set up those keywords so that you're optimizing your account. Okay, brilliant. Now I want to dive into your business a little bit. So you moved from a product-based business, although tell me a bit about what the product was that you were selling first. Yeah, um, because I was a mixed media artist, I developed, uh, invented, if you will, a substrate. So what meaning something that people can physically paint and color on. And what I had done is my full-time job, my boss came in one day and had an entire set of encyclopedias that he was going to put in the dumpster. And I said, oh, no, 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 you can't, you know, I was very big into recycling. And so I took those books and I said, oh, I, I can make use of these somehow in my artwork, right? And he said, well, then they're yours. So I took them back to my shop. And what I came up with is one of my favorite, favorite things to paint on is uh, duck cloth canvas duck cloth, right? And uh, just a natural color duck cloth. But what I wanted is for it to have more stability. So what I did is I took a couple sheets of this book paper and I sewed it in between two pieces of fabric. And now it was sturdy sturdy to the point that I turned it into journals, scrapbook pages, just all, I had about 150 individual products out of that. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And I love the way it just all naturally kind of happened. But um, yeah, the journals are still my favorite journals, because what was so cool about them is that I could sew numerous pages of that same substrate into a journal. It made for an awesome binder, right? But then you could also uh, sew in your like watercolor papers or anything else inside the journal to make it that much more functional and was beautiful because it was something that everyone then could play and design and make it look exactly how they wanted their journal to look. So yes, I, that is the product line that I actually sold uh, to somebody else. Incredible. Are there any similarities or any parallels between running a product-based business and a very handcrafted product-based business and a service-based business? You know, not many people have run both. You know, I think we're gravitated towards we're product and e-commerce or we're we're service-orientated. We like to help other people with how we 
what we do. Right. So, well, it's really interesting. You know, the way that I actually landed, even in owning the brick and mortar, was I was doing website design and management, uh, freelance work for a scrapbook store owner. And she had, you know, uh, what do you call it? She had extra space next to her shop like a whole separate room um, that I was able. And at the time I was kind of looking at more so selling, like I had items of like upcycled furniture that I um, sold on consignment from other people. And so, you know, I kind of got into it really in a weird way. Like here I was doing website design for this person and maintaining her website. So I'm doing, I was service-based, but my hobby was doing the mixed media artwork and scrapbooking and all of that card making. And so it just kind of evolved. So I am one of those odd ducks, I guess, that can very easily go back and forth. But as far as similarities, even in the online space, it's different. If you're selling e-commerce, product base versus service base. You know, the strategies are different sometimes. Uh, What I find that's similar is that you need to be somebody who really wants to deliver excellent customer service, no matter what you do. I have always been one of those kind of people that I just love to deliver, you know, high quality and do my personal best, no matter what it is, you know, product or service. So uh, as a matter of fact, when I was in between and still learning a lot of the online marketing part, I had a uh, Etsy shop. That's where I did the custom graphic design for product labels, primarily. And what I did was, though, because I had I was really good at what I did and I would typically turn around an order within 24 hours and my customers ended up all being repeat customers. Like a year after I closed my shop, people were still, are you sure you're not going to come back? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you have to really enjoy providing good customer service. I totally agree. Like there's nothing like having really good customer service, no matter whether you're buying a product or a service, that's the key and the magic ingredient that keeps your client coming back because how you make them feel um, in that journey of that interaction with you. It's never going to change neither, Mm. you know, never. No, no, agreed. (laughs) So I can see now how Pinterest has been that attraction to what you do now, given the journey of where where you've come from. So what's it like behind the scenes of your current business? You're offering full concierge services for those that want to get up and running with Pinterest. What does that entail? What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually have, I have a team of people that work in my company. 
I have Pinterest strategists that that's what they do. And that is what they stay current on. I view my job as CEO as twofold. Uh, One is marketing, right? It's my job to continue to market my business. Otherwise, there is no business. (laughs) And the other, so when somebody signs up with us, what happens is I bring them in, they meet with the Pinterest strategist, and that strategist gets all the detailed information they need about that person's business. And they discuss the different ways. The key to a good uh, Pinterest strategy is to basically be posting about 35 fresh pins every month. We not only do the pinning and we do the graphic design uh, of those pins, but what we'll do is we need fresh content going on their website uh, in regular intervals so that we can create pins that point to fresh URL we are pointing to. So the important part for us in order for a pin to mean something is for it to be pointing to some fresh content on your website, which means that's why we try to go after, you know, 35 pins a month. Um, But we don't only do that. We also get our client a Tailwind account And with Tailwind, they do an excellent job for Pinterest users, I should say, Pinterest users. And they have what's called Tailwind communities. And we actually, on behalf of the client, we get them set up within these communities. Those communities act like ambassadors for your business because if they like your pin, They're going to pin it. They're going to share it. So now your exposure is increasing. So you're not just stuck with however many followers you have on Pinterest currently. We're actually taking advantage of these other communities that are all sharing your stuff, just like we share as part of that community as well. So you'll have similar businesses, right? And everybody's sharing everybody's stuff. So your reach is greater. That's that's the beauty. Now that's the strategy, isn't it? It's not just about pinning the pins. It's about how you're getting into community and sharing it. Because you can have as many pins as you like on Pinterest, but how do they get discovered? Right. That's how. Right. So for instance, and and like Tailwind is very good. Like what we do is we provide a monthly scorecard for our clients that are using our pin to win service. And it's going to show them what all the activity happened on Pinterest, but it's also going to show them what happened in Tailwind because Tailwind plays an important role. And so for instance, I know mine I have probably, 
I think the last time, because they send me something every week, I think my reach for my account has been to over about 600,000 accounts. You know, that's my reach. And I like how that they tell you what your reach is. So it gives you a clue. I can't get that kind of reach on social media. Mm. (laughs) And that's organic. That's not paid advertising. That's totally organic. Correct. Wow. All right. So going back to your team, that's sidetracked. I could go down that rabbit hole too. But (laughs) So on your team, you've got a strategist, a Pinterest strategist. Yes. And now that you mentioned that, another key element that is different than other people that offer a Pinterest strategy is that I was in in somebody's private group, Facebook group, and they were uh, answering a question of somebody else about Pinterest. And this person basically answered them with year old advice year old, meaning that was a Pinterest ruler following a year ago, but see, that was no longer relevant. So when you, just because you learn something, you need to like stay current in it. And that is exactly why I have a team with Pinterest strategists because they are dedicated to staying current. So they're following the current algorithm. of VA that learned how to use Pinterest and, you know, they're not going to be staying current on it because that's not their main, the main part of their business, right? They're Mm. a generalist. So there is something to be said for uh, using a service that is staying very current and relevant as to what's going on in the industry and specifically with Pinterest and Tailwind. The other thing is not everybody can afford full service concierge for uh, their pin to win strategy. So I realized that because, uh, first of all, it's been extremely easy to sell this service once they understand what the value of it. Okay. But not everybody is in a position that they can pay monthly for it. So, uh, and it is a long game. So you need to have that clear understanding that you're going into it, knowing that this is going to go on for long-term. So I am working on a brand new project called pin to win Academy. And it is actually going to be like an online course that teaches people that want to kind of DIY it and get started before they can afford the service, do it for them. Mm, So that is going to be coming out in the next month. Because again, I really, truly want to just serve people, you know, and, you know, our clients that are using the Pinduin strategy, absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And we will continue to provide that. That's not going away. But I wanted to come out with kind of like a starter program for people you know yeah I relate that to Facebook ads because it's understanding how it works and the strategy and intention behind it learning and understanding that as a business owner before outsourcing it right 
So right. great work, like getting Pinterest Academy up and running so people can go, all right, now I understand the strategy. Do I want to do it myself or do I just, I want to hand that off and I'm prepared to pay for that. Right. So coming back to your full concierge, so they come to you, they do a strategy, and then what's their next step? Really, from that point on, the uh, we set up a system where they are supplying us with their content on a regular basis, meaning their fresh URLs that we will be able to point to. On a, um, and we create the graphic pins. We create typically for one fresh URL, we are creating four or five different graphics for, because we like to test and see what's working, right? Everybody is different visually. And then the strategist like sets these all up on schedule so that they're going to link back. She sets them up with the keywords, uh, all of that. She's literally working your Pinterest account every day. And that's why I say more than one Pinterest strategist, because realistically, one person cannot manage their maximum would be 10 clients right. that they could handle, right? Right, right. So. And so in your business... You're just sitting in your CEO seat firmly, looking at the vision, looking at the marketing, where your business is going. You've, then you've got time to think about, oh, here's the gap that I'm seeing. I need to produce a course to fill that gap that, are, you know, that is currently being an objection to people getting on board with a Pinterest strategist. Anyone else in your business? Anyone else in your team? Uh Yes. Yeah. I do have um, a couple of VAs. I also have an online business manager who I brought on recently. It's a game changer. I love having an online business manager because it's somebody that you can confide in and help you with some things that sometimes you wouldn't discuss with a VA. You know what I mean? They're, they're more higher level, strategic, Sometimes it could be collecting money from a client. It could be, you know, and I can put that on her. She is a business manager. She is able to help me manage the business. She also was able to come into my business. And, um, you know, I already had, because I had a team at one point, I had up to 10 people on my team and it really, it, it ebbs and flows. It really depends on what's going on, but she was able, you know, I already had SOPs, you know, standard operating procedures in place and onboarding and things like that. But she was able to come in and get us 100% working through ClickUp. And basically I can now just get a better overview of all the moving pieces. For example, this week we are promoting, I'm host co-hosting a very large online summit that happens next week. And, you know, that's with 11 speakers and there's a zillion moving parts with running and hosting your own summit. And because I, this will be my fifth summit that I am hosting in the past two years. So 
I know my way around <laughs> what needs to be done. You know, the first two summits I did, I did everything myself, everything. I did every recording, every edit, every, all the website work, everything, everything. And so I'm familiar with what's involved and I streamlined a lot of that, organized it in a way that we have this running system. And so it's been uh, refreshing to have an online business manager come in, see that I already have that in place. And she was able to just put that into ClickUp so that we're all on the same system. Everything's getting managed in the same place. I love that. It's a game changer when you get a project management tool into your business and it works like a dream and everyone uses it. It's like, yeah, it's like you don't have to carry the load of that project. You can like release it to the project management tool and know that the whole team is on board and you can see how it's progressing. You can see right. if anyone's getting stuck, you can follow right. up. It just makes it so much easier. Yeah, it does. And when you have a team, you need to have a way to really have a under clear understanding of what's going on. Totally. I agree. I agree. How did you know that it was time to bring on the online business manager? That's a big question that you know, lots of people in this online space and and probably not also in the online space, in the offline space as well. When you're a service-based business, you're usually doing it all as the business owner. And then you bring on team members. There's a point that you would need to reach before you bring on an online business manager. What's that look like for you? For me, yeah, it was... I really value my time and I want to make sure that I am spending my time in the best way possible. Earlier in the year, when I started making some changes in my business and had a team, I really started realizing that because I used to be the one that did everything, right? I used to be that one, but once I embraced instead educating somebody else to do those pieces for me, so I didn't have to, once I embraced that, then it was like, oh my God, that means I can, I can do so much more, right? I'm the type of person, you know, a serial entrepreneur. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to think up more work for them. <laughs> But what happened was I was really getting to the point of how do I keep track of what's all going on now? Because I kept having more people, more people, more projects. And I really value, um, see, I prefer my two favorite ways of lead generation is referral network marketing and the power of SEO, right? So I need that time. I need that time. That's very important to me because that's where I need it. And so I like to spend the majority of my probably Monday through Thursday is really networking with people, meeting new people, educating them on what I do in my business and seeing if we can work together. 
That is my priority. Well, I couldn't do that and keep a close eye on the existing clients and the projects and things like that. So it just started becoming more and more uh, relevant to me that an online business manager was going to be able to solve that problem. And what's real interesting is I am to the point now, so uh, I have been using virtual assistants like as a, in a contract position. Sometimes I have them in retainer. Sometimes it's hourly. It just depends. But now I am actually looking at converting to hired staff, which will be a huge adjustment. But I think there's a lot of benefits that come along with that. There's bookkeeping that comes with it, but that's where I outsource. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I'm going to outsource that painful part to make sure that I'm you know, crossing my T's, dotting my I's, Hmm. but I want uh, employees that are going to be, I think they can be more vested in your business when they are an employee, not just a contractor. Yeah. And I've always had in my business employees. It's only recently that I have engaged a couple of contractors to do quite specific jobs, um, right. which I don't have, for, you know, it's not a full-time job in my business. So funny because, it, you know, in the last 20 years, when I've needed assistance, I've gone and recruited an employee. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's been 20 hours a week, sometimes 30 hours a week, sometimes it's a full-time. So from part-time to full-time. Yeah. Yeah. And, the you know, I ha- now I'm exposed to this online world. Hiring contractors seems to be a more common situation in how you get help into your business. It is, it is, um, but it is different. You know what I mean? Because you don't know what time of day or night they're working on your stuff, or you don't know how many other people they are serving besides you. You know, so you don't know how much attention you're really getting out of them. And a lot of them are, you know, moms that are staying home with their children and things. And so they have all of those distractions. And now some of them are really, really good at managing all of that, but some of them are very overwhelmed. And so you really have to vet them very carefully. I mean, probably the same for employees, like I've had the whole spectrum in my time Mm -hmm. and it's just about how you are recruiting and recruiting contractors, recruiting employees. I think you have to go through the same recruitment process, regardless of the way that they're working with you to ensure that you get the right person, that they are the right fit for your team, that they understand what you do and that they're vested in what you do. Right. Well, and that's where the online business is a lot of that for me. I'm not going to have to spend my time. Like in the past, I have always done all of the you know, recruiting and hiring and whatever. And now she's at least going to be able to do that initial work for me and narrow it down. And then I'll interview them. So, you know, again, a lot of advantages to having an online business manager. And really, I held off as long as I could. How many hours a week does your online business manager work with you? 
she's probably doing about 30. Yeah. 30 hours. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. So, um, yeah, she's really good. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. So what have you got in store? What does the future look like for you and your business? What have you got planned for 2022? Yeah. Well, right now, again, we're in a super busy time because uh, we have that online summit, which is called CEOs Don't Do That. It is a behind the scenes look at six plus figure online business coaches and kind of to talk about the reality of what you should or should not be focusing on, you know, in order to aspire to be that six plus figure earner. So it's a very good uh, summit that's happening next week. And it is actually the launch of our brand new podcast under the same name, CEOs Don't Do That, which of course I plan on having you on. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that conversation. How do people go and get a ticket to this online summit? Yeah, so if they go to lindabarutha.com slash CEOs, they will get all the information there. So it's Linda, L-I-N-D-A-B-A-R-U-T-H-A dot com slash CEOs. Okay, brilliant. So C-E-O-S. C-E-O-S. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. That's awesome. So people can come to your website, then go and check out that summit. I, I would highly recommend that. I love the title, CEOs Don't Do That. We want to talk, and I am a co-host with my business bestie, great uh, Chrissy Augustina, and I. she's a conversion copywriter mm. and another very interesting individual. Her and I met uh, in a private group coaching program. We had a coffee chat, and this was back in February, and... Anybody, anytime you can spend over an hour talking email marketing and enjoy <laughs> that conversation, you know you were meant to be. <laughs> how true, how true. All right, Linda, apart from your website, where else can people reach out to you, get in contact with you if they want yeah. to work with you? Um, on Instagram, uh, it's just my name, Linda Barutha. And uh, on Facebook, they can go to my page, which is attract the number two and the word sell, attract to sell. Perfect. So I will provide also the link to that freebie I mentioned. Yes. Um, yes. That you can put in the show notes. Great. We will put all of those links, including that freebie, so people can get started with their Pinterest strategy. And if they want to reach out to you, talk to you about their Pinterest strategy, they can do that. And definitely put the link to that virtual summit in here so people can go get that. All right, Linda, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for joining me today. And do you know what? After I 
hit the stop record button with Linda, I had the realization that this episode is not going to be released until after her virtual summit is over. So I did ask Linda about that and I said to her, now what? You know, when people go to that link, what are they going to get? And she said, all of the information about the summit is still going to be available on the link that she shared which I will put into the show notes. But she said you'll also be able to get your hands on the transcription from the summit sessions. So if you go to the website and you have a look at the summit session titles and the speakers, and if there is something that is of interest to you, you can get your hands on a transcript of the sessions. So that is worthwhile as well, especially if you're a reader and you like to read about all of the content that's been delivered in a session. I've included all of the links in this week's show notes, which you can get at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast nine. Or if you just go to podcast, you'll be able to see all of the episodes available there. So in those links will also be Linda's free download, her checklist to getting started with Pinterest and your Pinterest strategy. All right, my friends, that brings us to the end of another episode. But before you go, I would really appreciate if you could rate and review the show for me, especially if you listen on the Apple Podcast app. I've already received a couple of ratings for the show, currently sitting at a five-star rating. So thank you to everyone who's already rated the show. And I have a review from LJS100, who says that the episodes are clear and actionable. She says, I've already gained great nuggets of information from these episodes. As a relatively new business owner, it's so good to get clear information relating to running a business as it can be confusing and overloading listening to all of the information available online. So I really appreciate the review and the feedback about each of these sessions being really clear and actionable. That is my hope, is that you can get clear, actionable pieces of information that you're able to then interpret for yourself and how you might use that in your business and how it may or may not work for you or how you can adapt it to work for you. That is my hope from each of these episodes. So I would really love if you could also leave a review. If you don't listen on the Apple Podcast app, then take a snap of wherever you listen to the podcast, take a screenshot, share it with me over on Instagram, tag me in your story and I will repost your story and give you a shout out as well. Okay, my friends, I have got another great episode for you next week with another amazing guest who's going to bring the gold when it comes to branding. <laughs>